All right, welcome back, everyone, to episode 35 of Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Today, I am joined by the man himself, Mike Freeman, coming in on the house and podcasting with me. Mike, how are you doing today? Oh, man, it is good to be back podcasting with you. It, you know, it feels good to be back and just discussing things. What's, uh, what's going on in your world, man? Oh, man, it's uh, been a long time since we've podcast. We have... Uh, I think we've survived COVID. Uh, we're not quite out of it yet, but life's been really good these last few months trying to do ministry in some new ways. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think for, for people who have been listening to our podcast for, I don't know, the year and a half that we've been doing this, you probably know that we've had a few seasons where we were hit and miss. Mm -hmm. And most frequently, there has been a very large season of us being gone, but we had good reason for that. It's been COVID season. Yeah, for right? a while we weren't even seeing each other, and yeah, actually I remember that that first uh, couple months, man. Like we were we were so remote in everything that we we're doing. We had to we had to put the kibosh on this this podcast. Yep. So I know that there are a lot of people who actually have started to visit our church, who are checking out our podcast for the first time. So this is actually a great jumping on point. It's like a brand new day, a fresh start kind of. It is, yeah. yeah. You know, So we are going to pivot a little bit about what we're doing and why we're doing it, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more. One thing I really enjoyed when we were podcasting is kind of a, uh, hey, how are you doing? I guess this is a uh, the more the, uh, the getting to know you aspect of podcasting because I think people see us on stage or they see us on, on their screens and uh, it's a... This is a glimpse into just day-to-day -day life, too, yeah. as well. So, Mike, how are you doing, man? It's been months of COVID. What's what's new in your world? Oh, man. it's Well, it's fall now. It's October 1st today. Oh, yeah, that's and, crazy. And, um, you know, the last month has been a great month, um, trying to get the house ready for fall and winter. And uh, the smoke that came in from the fires didn't help with that. I had actually just pressure washed my back neck, was going to get it all painted, and then the smoke came in, and so I had to wait until the smoke cleared out and... So now what's new is I am spending my evenings painting our back deck so that it weathers the winter well. What color are you painting? Um, I'm colorblind. <laughs> are you really? I am. I'm partially colorblind. I think the color is called bedrock or something like that. Okay. It's a lighter color. It's maybe a sandy color, I think. Okay. But uh, we picked it out. We picked out a lighter color for the back deck. It was browned. Yeah. And we would just get these crazy water spots on it. It looked weird. And so we're we're going lighter, hopefully, okay. so that you can't okay. notice the well, the water spots. Okay. Number one, I did not know you were colorblind. Yeah. Now now we know. Just kind of hang me out to dry and, you know, well, on a podcast. You volunteered that information. I didn't I didn't pry that out of you. Well, I could have lied. You could have, I guess. You could have just been like, I don't know what color it is, man. I, I'm just painting. It's, but, all, it's all gray to me. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. All right, man. I also know. I, I thought it'd be fun to share this. Uh, you've started a little of a, a little of a cult following when it comes to <laughs> physical activity. Oh man! And I, I only want to share this because there may be some people listening who are like, "Man, I want to get get in on some of this pickleball action." Yeah. So we, uh, man, I I've played pickleball for a long time and kind of just forgot about it for a little while after moving here. And but John Knoll, some courts right by our Pacific Way campus has pickleball courts. And so I've been yeah. playing and inviting people. And we started a little Facebook group where people can post when they're playing. And and now there's a there's a bunch of people. There's people playing without me now, just loving to get out and and uh, have a great time. And, and it's actually really fun because it's physical activity. It's somewhat competitive and it's a little bit more enjoyable than maybe just going for a run. And so we're we're having a good time, man. 
you know, as someone who values, I guess, physical activity, I've been loving seeing how many different people from all walks of life within our church say like, Hey man, I want to try this out. They come to love it. Cause it's, you're right. It's, it's competitive and that makes it fun, but it's also very accessible. Yeah, it is. I, I come from a background. I enjoy tennis. As a matter of fact, actually when Longview got into phase two or whatever, and we could start using parks again. I started playing tennis again because I was just, I was looking for anything to do. Okay. And when I went out to John Knoll, I, I started noticing those smaller squares mm-hmm. inside the tennis courts. I'm like, what is this? What what game is this? And it was funny because I asked that question. And then within a month or two, you introduced pickleball. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. This looks like when you look up pickleball, it's a bunch of like old people playing. Right. When you first look it up, but actually there's like, it's like a, it's a growing sport mm-hmm. and it's, it's getting a bigger following nationally. More and more people are getting in on this. There's actually like a pickleball championship happening. It streams like almost every day on Facebook. I, I only know this because I've been researching it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I only share this because it's been fun. It's fun and it is accessible. And honestly, if you're for me coming from a tennis background, this is more fun because in tennis, like, just one mess up, you're, you you got to serve all over again. But this, there's some good rallies that go back and forth, and people are just laughing, having yep. a good time. It's it's great. I would encourage anyone to come check it out. And I love it because it put me, you know, I, I love to coach, you know, and I didn't mm-hmm. get to coach baseball or softball this spring. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, you know, having a bunch of people that have never played before, they just, you know, they want to have some fun and coaching people and then seeing people improve and have a good time as they're getting better. Man, that's a sweet spot. You you know the same thing when you coach yeah. CrossFit. When you're helping people improve and they're enjoying it, man, that's just really rewarding as as a coach, you know? And so For sure. I'm digging it big time. That's cool, man. So that's what's happening in your world. Quite honestly, like not a whole lot's been happening in my world that people don't already know about. Just working out and church stuff. Yeah. Is, it's really what's all that's been happening. Um, but I did want to talk about ch- some church stuff. I guess... Um, this being October, man, we have some exciting new things that are coming down the the road here. One thing that we highlighted this last weekend was our partnership with the the Good News Clubs, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the Coalition of Child Child, Evan- Child Evangelism Fellowship is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Right. And they Child run these good Evan- news clubs. Yeah. And typically they run in the schools, but because of COVID, they can't. Mm-hmm. And so they've went around and they asked different churches if churches would host them. And Valley said yes. And there's actually more news to that than I think maybe you're even aware of. Okay, yeah, I'd love to hear it. So yeah. I met with the gal that's kind of championing it for us, and um, and we are going to run not one but two clubs. Wow! On Tuesday nights, we're going to run one at Pacific Way Campus, three thirty to five, mm-hmm. and then one at the Heights Campus, three thirty to five. Wow! And they are following COVID regulations and all of that, but it's basically just neighborhood kids are going to be able to come in. We have so many volunteers from Valley. We have, yeah. I think we had twelve or thirteen that went through the training. Plus, we have another six or so, I think, that are interested in doing this still. Mm-hmm. And so we've got enough volunteers that we're able to just run with this thing. That's and it's so just amazing. a great opportunity to yes. provide space for kids to socialize, A, because mm-hmm. a lot of kids are missing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many kids do you know that are hating being on a computer because they're just so tired of Zoom and all that? Yeah. But then also, it's it's gospel-centered, right? And so yeah. it's we're, we're talking about Jesus and who Jesus is and what he's done and how salvation works. And so... I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm extra excited. I know that you want to pitch in here, but I'm extra excited because yeah. my son Jaden, he's going to be one of the the volunteers. He he wants to help, and it's pretty cool to see your kids serving. That's awesome. No, I'm excited because like in the midst of COVID, I love that we as a church have not 
wane from the gospel ministry, that we are still looking to spread the good news of Jesus. Because honestly, even now, more than ever, if people need hope, it's right now. There's a lot of things happening in our world, and we could get into a lot of different things. But ultimately, ultimately, I'm sure, like me, I am just looking more forward to our home with Christ in heaven. And as we're on our way out, we need to be telling more and more people about this. And I love that we as a church, man, we were representing. You you shared with me that 12 to 13 people from Valley went to that training. Now, Mm -hmm. this is not just a training that we didn't host this training. It was put on by the uh the good news Child club evangelism. so there are other yeah. churches that could have been there but man we we like I, i'm not trying to be prideful but i'm just excited that we we represent we had the majority of the volunteers there and we're able to open up we are blessed to have multiple campuses and now it looks like we're going to have multiple campuses hosting the good news club so, so that's going to be great <clears throat> last thing i'd say about that is just you know if you're listening to this pray pray that god would bring kids to these these you know there, there's some strategy in terms of communicating it and whatnot but Man, what a great thing to have happen here. And so I'd really just ask those listening to be praying that kids would come, maybe even pause this right now and just take some time to pray that kids in the surrounding areas would would know about this and they would show up and they would feel loved and ultimately that they would trust in the love of Jesus Christ because that this is just a great opportunity. And and beyond prayer, if if you want to get involved, you know, reach out. Yeah. Send us a message. For sure. As a matter of fact, at the description of this episode, you'll see some links to uh, where you can find information about the Good News Club and how you can contact us to get more information. Heck, I might even put on the link to the Facebook uh, page to the Pickleball Club so you can be a part of that as well, too. There's there's, there's going to be resources all over the place. But actually, speaking of our gospel fervor, I guess, I think that now would be a good time to kind of transition into today's topic. You know, we've had a couple months to kind of rethink the podcast and think about what's happening in the lives of our church. And one thing I am so excited about is that, man, people are waking up and people are really grabbing that mantle and being a missionary within their workspace, within their social groups. They're seeing how important it is to really intentionally disciple their own families and just just like anyone, when you go and you start to move forward on, on anything that you want to do, you're always going to meet resistance. So what we thought is, man, you listener, you're a champion within your home. You're a champion within your workspace. You are, you are a champion within Christ or for Christ. And we want to come alongside you. And so what we thought is uh, we want to help. We want to offer insight or discuss any topics that you are coming up against so that we can continue to equip you to bring glory to Christ. So with that said, actually, about a, maybe two weeks ago, we put out a, a survey, a survey that asked, you know, things like, what are some topics that you're facing uh, that you, what are some obstacles that you're facing in the workplace or any, amongst any of your social groups that are obstacles for you? We asked things like, what are some things happening at home that, or maybe what are some topics at home that you would like to be discussed so you could have better clarity about what the Bible says about X, Y, or Z. And today, one of the things that we are going to discuss is, is a question from that first or is a, I'll add to this part. One of the things we're going to discuss today is the topic of having a sinful past. So the question that we asked in our survey was, what are some obstacles that you have when it comes to being a missionary within your own workplace or social group? And one person wrote in, 
how do I deal with a sinful past? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an amazing question because I think all of us, as we move forward, I, I can't tell you how many days I, even in my own life, I sit here and I think to myself, man, I, who am I to be doing X, Y, or Z right now? This is so crazy. Like I shouldn't be doing these things, but yet there's still that call. So I thought, man, this would be a really good time to take, to discuss that. Mm -hmm. So Mike, I, I, I shared with you the document and you've kind of had a, you, you had some time to kind of look through it and you, you kind of outlined some really cool thoughts. So I thought now would be a good time to kind of walk through those, those thoughts. Yeah. And I love the survey you put out because it, because of the season we're in with COVID, uh, people can't just rely on programs of a church for ministry, right? Yeah. They have to rely on them doing the ministry. And mm -hmm. so there's, it's one of those silver linings. I think we talked about that at one of our last podcasts before we took the break, but there are silver linings that have happened with dealing with COVID. And one of them is the ministry of the saints. Yeah. Church is not, I come to a worship service that, that is, that, that is important. Church is the people and the people of God, they gather and they scatter. And so I, I love that question. Like, how do I be a missionary? And I love this honest response. How, how do I deal with, with a sinful past if I want to be used by God, but I still am thinking about the things of my past, right? Yeah. And uh, our, our podcast, we, we title it uh, Ancient Ways for Modern Days. And because, because not because we're, you know, we're researching some ancient ways that no one's heard of, but the ancient ways of the scripture, the word of God. Right. So how does the word of God apply to these modern days and these challenges? And so with this question in particular, I, I just started by thinking, you know, what are the ways that our modern world tells us to deal with our sin or our sinful past? Right. And uh, I, I, you, you had a really good observation when we, when we talked about it. I did. I think it's interesting. Maybe the culture today doesn't like to use the word sin, but we do use moralism. We use morality. And it comes to the idea of qualification. And today, what we see that runs rampant in our culture is something called cancel culture. We now live in a time that if you have done anything, whether it be just be questionably moral or just flat out morally wrong... Or if you disagree with the the kind of the moral status of the world today, the, yeah. cu the cultural expectation. Yes, yeah. If if any of those things happen in, in your life, you are disqualified mm -hmm. from any anything. It's it's more than just even being disqualified to speak on a topic, but it's like our culture is out for blood. They want to take away your livelihood. They want to take away a lot of things, and it would put concern on anyone's heart. Be like, man, I've done. I, you know, I've struggled with pornography in, in my past, or maybe I, I was an alcoholic in my past. And how could I step in and be a Sunday school teacher now if that's, if that's the way our culture responds to sin or to brokenness? Right. How could I ever do anything morally well in, into the future? And our culture puts a lot of anxiety into us because right now our culture is out for blood. I'd, I'd add to that though, because the way our culture goes about it is it wants to, it wants to approve what God says is evil, right? And it yeah. wants to condemn what God said it says is right. Right. So you think about this in cancel culture today. Who are the people being canceled? I think about J.K. Rawlings. Yes. Right. She's been canceled because she doesn't buy into the LGBTQ agenda and, and their worldview, right? She's yeah. she's raised a red flag. And so this is someone who has been canceled. There's a bunch of other celebrities that we can list off and they're canceled because they're not giving approval to yeah. what God's word says is to be prohibited, right? Mm -hmm. And so really this spectrum of our, our world and our culture, it's one side is the cancel culture and the other side is embrace your sin. And really cancel culture is only truly applied if you don't embrace your sin. Right. 
right? And so our world, it kind of teaches this, this dichotomy of embrace your sin or, or be canceled. And, uh, and that doesn't help anyone. It doesn't. We have now drawn these lines that are antithesis to the word of God. And now we're getting to the point that if we don't jump on board with these things, we are, we're monsters mm -hmm. and stuff. Now, there are some cases of some legitimate uh, issues. As of right now in the news lately, it's been like the, the cuties video on Netflix. And that makes sense to me. And there are some times that people should come together and just, you know, vote with your wallet as to what's going on. But I think we're also speaking to the idea that generally right now, if you do anything that is against the culture, it's so easy for someone to get on Twitter to quote unquote expose you and just try to rile up public outrage. Right. That's where we're at right now. So part of this is we have to make sure we're defining the sinful past the right way. Yeah. And, and what does God say sin is? And sin is anything that steps outside of his character mm -hmm. that doesn't obey him in what we're supposed to do and that disobeys him in what we're not supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then in that, okay, it, let's say someone legitimately is like, okay, I, I have messed up in, in the sight of God. I have not obeyed his word. I have, I have rebelled against his commandments. How do I move forward in a way that makes sense as a ministry or a missionary in the culture? And, and so that the real, the question, the real question is how does the gospel deal with our sinful past? That's, that's really the heart of this question in my mind. Yeah. And, and so when you recognize we all fall short and then when, after that, if you're honest about what is sin and what is not sin, right. And if you're willing to say, God, I have, I have sinned, that really leads us to this, this really key point is, is you repent, right? Like if if you want to have an impact for the kingdom of God in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your school, and you you sense your sinful past hanging over your head, then then really it's a call to repent. Now, what is repentance? Repentance is oftentimes described as a moral U-turn. It's it's looking at God. It's turning your eyes to Jesus Christ and following Him instead of looking at your sin or your idol. So you know, it's you use the word pornography. It's turning away from pornography and turning toward Jesus. Or you could use materialism. Let's say your whole life is built on how much I can get and, and how much fun I can have. And well, it's turning away from that and turning toward Jesus. And that, so true repentance, it makes Jesus your focus. He makes Jesus, it makes Jesus the one you follow. And because of that, when we have faith and when we repent, see what ends up happening then is, is then we're justified. Instead of experiencing guilt, Instead of experiencing the weight of that guilt, oh man, I, I messed up in the past. I, you know, I've cheated on someone, or I cheated on my spouse, or I've I've done things on the internet I shouldn't, or I've stolen something, or I've hurt someone. Instead of focusing on all of that guilt, now you're under grace, right? And this is uh, the theological word is justification. Instead of saying, okay, I'm I'm a sinner and I'm condemned and I've messed up, and so not now. God's never going to use me for my future, for his kingdom. Instead, I am justified. I am made right with God. God looks at me now and he declares me not guilty, right? Yeah. He, he, he looks at me and says, you are no longer covered with your sin. You are now covered with my, with my grace. Right. And so scriptures that come to mind here, I think about uh, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I mean, just illustrate this. If you, if you have a sinful past and you can illustrate it by you, you've been out playing in the mud. My kids like to play in this, 
this the end of our cul-de-sac it's got these these weeds and stuff they go over there and play in it's it's full of mud and yesterday i went out the front door and the just the whole front porch it was covered with mud their shoes were covered with mud right that's sometimes how it feels when you recognize your sin it's dirty and yet when you take that to jesus christ and you trust that he died for your sins and he rose again in a very real sense all of your sin has been washed away you are made clean Uh, and so when you go to your workplace and you're trying to be a light for jesus christ you're not covered in that mud. You're clean. When you hang out with your you know, friends at school or your classmates or your neighbors or even unsafe family members, mm-hmm. God does not look at you covered in sin. And that means you are no longer covered in sin. Right. <clears throat> does that make sense? No, it does. And that brings ramifications as to what it means to be a gospel-driven church as well, too. Because I think on top of what you're saying— a lot of what I think why anyone would ask this question or bring this topic up is that feeling of qualification right now. You, anyone could deal with like, well, I have this pastor. You feel, you feel that you're disqualified from ministry. You're disqualified from being a deacon or you're disqualified from being a Sunday school teacher or an usher or any of those things. But one thing that you are stressing that if I'm hearing this correctly is like, regardless of how we feel, we need to meditate on what God's word is actually saying. If you are repentant, if you have repented of that, if you've been growing through that, you are covered. Yeah. You are covered. And so sometimes it just takes, it takes a moment to just rest in God's grace. And, 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 and that means you really have to repent. Yeah. Right. So if someone's asking this question and they're saying, well, I, you know, I'm, I, I want to be a missionary at work, but I've got a sinful past, but they're talking about their sinful past is that every night they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that, that's not repentance. That's not, and I, that's not in your past either. That's right. Right. That, that's, that's a, oh yeah, yesterday was my past, but mm-hmm. no, you're, you're still practicing it. You're still skiing. You're still, you know, tonight you're going to go do the same thing. You haven't, you haven't fallen on your knees before Jesus and said, forgive me. You haven't gone to a brother or sister. You, you haven't come to a, an elder or a leader at your church. Like if yep. you're part of Valley, like come chat with me, come chat with Andrew, come chat with one of our elders or a deacon and say, here's where I'm at. This is what's going on in my life. And I don't want any more. Help me, help me kill it. Right. That, that, that phrase, be yeah. killing sinner, sin will be killing you. You, you've got to, you've got to go right to the root of it. And that only happens through true repentance. It's interesting that you bring that up about talking to someone because in many ways, my favorite aspects of the church community are the people that I'm wrestling with sin or who who know about the, the wrestles of sin that I have in my own life as I'm growing through things. Because right now we're all still, for those of us who call Christ our Lord and Savior, we're still being molded and shaped into who God's called us to be. So even if we have like a past that's traumatic and you have, you struggle with alcoholism and you've, you've overcome that. Well, now we're dealing with other sins that God reveals in our hearts. So I bring this up because when I share with the other men in my group or the men in my church, it's not like a, Hey, I've messed up and they're coming here to beat me up. And like, well, then we're going to hold you accountable. And many times it's like, man, thanks for sharing. I'm struggling with that too. We're going to pray with each other. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to check on with one another because as we are being the church in that moment, God is glorified. He, he, his spirit empowers us to overcome in those moments. That's, that's the church. That's right. And so when we talk about, 
uh, how the culture responds to this. Well, as a church, we respond to this with love and grace. If someone has genuinely repented, we look at them and be like, man, you're, you're a brother in Christ. And we're going to, we see what God has done. And we see what God is going to do. And we affirm what God is doing. And we want to encourage and walk with people. I, my story is that I came to this church broken. I, I failed. And this church, as I was honest about, like, man, I didn't handle my time well. I didn't handle a lot of things well. The church has walked with me and has been the church. We have often said in our new members classes that this church is a church of second chances. That as people come to us broken, man, we've seen them become elders and, and Sunday school teachers and different leaders and things like that. But we've also seen people who have come looking for that, that, that second chance, but their sin isn't in the past. It's still in the present and they're not repenting of it. Right. And, and just because you're justified doesn't mean you never sin again. Right. right. Yeah. See, God, God continues to forgive those who are justified mm -hmm. because you're going to continue to sin. The question is, are, are you returning to the same things over and over again and, and not letting the light shine into those places in your right. life, not actually seeking help, not doing the things that you know that God's calling you to do yeah. to, to experience that freedom, right? Yeah. Uh, many times people will keep their sin buried and they hate it and they struggle with it, but they're so afraid to talk to someone else about it or say, hey, will you pray with me? That they just, it's this pattern. It's week after week, month after month, year after year without ever really experiencing that that freedom and so my encouragement if someone's sitting there like man that's me i'm in this cycle and i i hate this cycle and i hate my sin you got to do something different to okay. break that cycle and, and that's why god gives us the church he gives us brothers and sisters who will prayerfully gently walk with us and, and help us overcome okay so as i think about this question too i i would ask mike what would you say to the person who has been repentant, who has seen growth, and now has a zeal for the Lord. And as he's working his auto mechanic job, or as he's working in an office, or as he's driving a truck or whatever, he's got friends, he's got coworkers that know about his sinful past. And every time he tries to share what God is doing in his life right now, they keep throwing it back at him. Well, who are you to say anything to us? We know, we know you're, you're an alcoholic. We know that you used to do all these things. And they keep throwing that back in their face over and over again, even though this person is, has grown and is, is, is trying to do what they can to just glorify God. What would you, well, how would you encourage that person? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that person's actually in a stronger position than they realize. Okay. Okay. I, I would tell that person to, to look at their friends and say, would you please open up your eyes? <laughs> Right. Because really, they have a testimony that is something that cannot be argued with. They turn that back around. They say, they say, look, you know where I've been. Look at me now. This did not happen because of my willpower or because my ability to be a good person. This happened because of the radical grace of Jesus Christ. Right. He He's changed me. And I'm not perfect. I'm not acting like I'm perfect. And I'm not being judgy toward all you. I just want you to open up your eyes and look and see the power of God working in me and, and consider that power of God can be extended to you. The grace of God, the love of God, the forgiveness, that cleansing that, that I've experienced, it is being offered to you in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. Okay. What I love about what you just said is that it, it comes to the idea of owning it. Number one, own your sin, own what has happened. We don't try to sweep that under the rug. Mm -hmm. But on top of that repentance, when you own it, you also own what Christ has done for you, in you, and through you. 
So when you tell someone like, hey, open your eyes, you're not ashamed of your past anymore. We're not trying to hide because God has done something amazing through that. And that's the story. That's the story that God has done something amazing. And that, that's, that's why repentance is such a beautiful thing. I remember growing up and people would be like, well, you need to repent. And they would always use the idea of repentance as like this punishment, but really it's a gift. It's a gift that allows God to just change us. And that becomes our story in that. That's actually, it's, it's so powerful in that. And people forget how powerful it is, right? Yeah. I think the average person, they, they might have not uh, had the thought that they should be sharing their testimony regularly, mm-hmm. but it's not a very difficult thing to do. I mean, homework, if someone's sitting here listening to this and they're thinking, well, what is my testimony? Your, your homework is just to sit, simply grab a piece of paper, write down, this was my life before I came to know Jesus Christ. And then take a moment and write down, this is why I trusted Jesus. What was that moment in your life? And then just list out, here is how Jesus is changing me. Here is how I am growing because of the gospel in my life. That's your story. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to share it. Now, you should share Jesus died and rose again, and you put your faith in him, and that's what's changing you. But beyond that, here's who I was, here's what happened, and here's who I am now. Mm. Everyone can do that, right? If if you're a a teenager, you can do that. If you are a brand new Christian yesterday, you can do that. If you've been a Christian for 30 years, you can do that. Everyone can share their story because it's theirs. You have your story. I have mine. Mm -hmm. But the common thread between all of them is is the grace and the mercy, the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. The, the, The common event in all of our lives is we came to the spot where we know that Jesus died to save sinners, including me, including you. And then he rose again, right? Yeah. That's that's the gospel, man. It is. So I would encourage anyone listening to this right now that we we see you, right? If if you have this idea in the back of your head, like, man, I, I'm not qualified to do whatever. Christ, if if you if God has called you, as he has saved you, you are qualified. Not because of anything you've done, but because of everything that Christ has done. It makes me think of, uh, you know, the series we just finished was Fruit of the Spirit. And you kicked off that series. And I think you talked about uh, Galatians 5.1 a little bit, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. The freedom Christ has set you free. Yep. Right. And that, that's what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, you have freedom in the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you can experience the freedom of the gospel of Jesus Christ yeah. and no longer carry your guilt. And instead you, you're free to, to live the life as a, as a witness, as someone who shares their testimony, yeah. as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, as you grow more and more like Christ. Like, right. man, I, I just, I, I desire to have more and more people know that freedom to, to feel that pressure gone and just, they can live joyful lives full of peace and hope because they're looking at who Christ is every day and remembering that he has done so much for us. And, you know, it's not that I have to share my faith. It's that now I want to invite other people to know this grace. I want to know, I want, I want my, my coworkers and my friends and my enemies to experience how awesome Jesus is. Yes. Amen to that. You know, you went back to the series we just did, and I, I would highly suggest anyone to go back and listen to that if they haven't had a chance to listen to our series on the fruit of the Spirit. But one thing that you helped me remember is that at times, if you're the person, because there, there's a couple different audiences we're talking to when it comes to a sinful past. If you're the person 
who feels the calling of God and you have been repentant and God has changed you, but yet your friends or your family keep throwing back, you know, this, these, these images of what you used to be like, remember Christ, Mm -hmm. rest in him. You know, sometimes we read the Bible and we're always looking for like tangible things to do, but sometimes it's about just stopping and resting in the truth of scripture. That way it informs how we feel, I guess. That's, that's actually how we lead, you know, our emotions, our emotions shouldn't be the conducting part of the train, right? They're, they're attached to everything that's going on. But scripture, truth, resting in that, resting in that truth is very affirming in that because Christ has done it all for us. But if you're the kind of person, a part of the audience of, man, people keep throwing things in my face. I don't know what to do. Well, it goes back to the idea of repentance, to recognizing sin. And if it was in your past and it's in your current, walk, walk in that, walk Walk in repentance and confess and grow and let God continue to write that story. Because right now, right now, could be the very beginning of, of that story of how God is going to change, mold, and glorify his name if you just turn to him right here, right now. So, I got final scripture for us. Okay. Right? Uh, I was meeting with a friend this morning and this scripture came up as we were talking. It's Philippians 1, 6. It says, I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. So your past is what it is. You, you've been forgiven. And even in the struggles right now, God's still working. He's going to bring this work that he began in you to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. So there's there's always hope. Yes, there is. So, you know, Mike, thank you for sharing that. You know, we, we're going to wind down this episode now, but I want to encourage you to do this. You know, oftentimes when we read the questions, sometimes we get inspired and we start to run uh, a specific angle. And maybe maybe you listen to this hoping that we would uh, attack it in a, in, a, in, a, in a different way. And we didn't, we didn't do that. We have no problem circling back to a topic and, and maybe hitting it from a different angle. So if you have questions, if you have comments, we would love, love, love to interact with you. There are many ways to do that. Uh, there are some people who are listening to this podcast through our website. There's a way to message us through the website. In the description of this podcast, you'll see our podcast email. You can write in questions there. If you attend our church, you probably have our phone numbers. You could text us, call us, whatever it is. But like I said, we our heart's desire is to walk with you. We know that you are doing the best that you can with what you know to reach people for Christ. And you're running into situations, you're running into things that you don't know how to handle. And so we want to coach you. We want to walk with you. So please feel free to reach out and we'll we'll discuss anything we, that you want to talk about. Yeah. I think that survey is still available if people want to write in on that as well. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll add that to the description here. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even share this with a friend, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, Mike, you know, I, I love that we always close in prayer. Would you close us in prayer and pray for our listeners. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks because you are a good and faithful, uh, loving father who has sent his son to, to rescue us. And through the, the death and resurrection of Jesus, we know that our sins have been forgiven. We have been washed. We've been made clean. And not only that, we have become ambassadors, representatives, witnesses, uh, 
of how you have changed our lives through Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I pray for those listening who struggle with their past, who struggle with a sinful past, and maybe even that keeps them from serving and from sharing about who you are. Father, I pray that you would just give them an incredible sense of freedom and release. I pray they truly would turn to you. And, and in, the, in turning to you, they would have courage to share who you are and what you've done. I pray you would use them in their families, in their places of work, in their schools, and just in, throughout their community so that others would know how awesome and how loving and how good of a God you are. And we pray this in Jesus' great name. Amen. Amen.